He reminded himself about approaches to salary negotiations he had read and the do's and don'ts the authors advocated. Perhaps all of this would help. After about 30 minutes, he slowly, very slowly, felt himself settling down a bit. As he looped his tie over, under, and through, he had in his mind's eye the image of his favorite uncle, a very uplifting man, and the first time he taught him how to tie a tie. It took John just one try with the help of his uncle. Why should a job interview be any different? After arriving for the interview at the headquarters of Mason Corporation, John was shown to a small boardroom. A few minutes passed when a friendly woman named Mrs. Walker came in and introduced herself with a very warm smile. For the first time in days, John genuinely thought to himself, this is going to be okay. After Mrs. Walker talked for a few minutes, John began by saying, I have done a lot of homework on your company, and here is why I believe I am a good fit for the position. Mrs. Walker leaned in with interest and with a smile. John continued on and an hour later had a new job. What happened to John has to do with many thoughts and emotions that people experience related to job interviews and other challenging aspects of life. However, the story of John is as much about confidence as it is anything else. Confidence falls into the category of concepts one might term, you know it when you see it. That means, on some level, confidence is something difficult to explain or describe, but when you see a person with it or without it, you know it. Since confidence is a difficult concept to define, it is critical to begin from a place of common understanding. As such, for the purposes of this chapter, Oxford Dictionary defines confidence as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. With that in mind, the chapter begins with an overview of confidence and what we have learned about the concept to date. This is followed by an articulation of how confidence occurs in practice and what is necessary to build your confidence should you lack it. Finally, the chapter ends by explaining how one can build their confidence in a specific context in the workplace, namely through negotiations. Negotiation was selected specifically because many people lack confidence in this process. Effective negotiation requires a strong degree of confidence and the ability to maintain it during the ebbs and flows of the process. Taking a broad view on confidence, what has been learned over the years? The idea of confidence is as old as humanity itself. Think back to the story of Adam and Eve. Eve was persuaded by the sly reptilian to eat the fruit of the forbidden tree. Had Eve possessed the confidence to follow what she knew was the right course, not to eat the fruit, she would not have become embroiled in that predicament. And who knows how the course of the world would have been changed. Since that time, much important work has been done on the issue of confidence. From novels such as The Confidence Man by Herman Melville, published in 1857, to a plethora of self-help books, including Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins, to a more recent work by Rosabeth Moss Cantor called Confidence, How Winning Streaks and Losing Streaks Begin and End. The range of work on the subject is broad and extraordinary. While it could take an entire book to review all of this literature, within many of the works on confidence are some of the key concepts that underpin the idea. These concepts are most succinctly put forth in one seminal theory called social cognitive theory, SCT, which was developed by the eminent psychologist 
Albert Bandura. It is worth reviewing this theory and related concepts to gain a greater understanding of the idea of confidence itself. We begin by delving into the realm of the mind and how you interact with the world around you. That is where confidence is formed, shaped, gained, lost, and maintained. SCT shines a bright light on the complex mix involved in the development and maintenance of confidence. Prior to this theory, many scholars held primarily to the Freudian notion that your confidence was really developed within a person and largely in your childhood. Bandura's SCT explained that the reality was much more nuanced than previously thought and was a combination of a person's behavior, inner qualities, and the environment in which they live. These three components equally contribute to who a person becomes and subsequently to their level of confidence.